The following program is sponsored by Evangelical Life Ministries. Welcome to Engaging Truth, the manifestation of God's Word in the lives of people around us. Join us each week as we explore the impact of His message of spiritual renewal. From the lesson of forgiveness forged in the crucible of divorce, to the message of salvation learned by an executioner from a condemned killer, to the gift of freedom found in the rescue of victims of human trafficking. This is God's Truth in Action. Welcome to Engaging Truth. This is Dave Schultz, your host for this evening's program. We have some special guests who have... One has been here before, the other one, the wife, has not been here before. But we welcome to the microphone this evening, Mifflin and Tanya. We hope that this is a good time because it's heading into Thanksgiving time, and that's the kind of the theme of the month. In other words, we're talking about what to be grateful for, even in, in times of trauma and difficulty, in times of anxiety and fear. So... I was thinking about, you know, what the Apostle Paul said. He said, be thankful in all things. You know, that's kind of hard to do uh, because we're human beings. We're afflicted by many different negative things, and so it's really hard to always be thankful. But this is the time of the year when we can try to be thankful knowing that everything we have belongs to the gracious God. Well, anyway, welcome to the microphone. We're going to talk a little bit, first of all, to Tanya. Tanya, welcome, and you spent an hour and a half getting here. Yes. <laughs> it was well worth it. It's like driving from China to get here. So anyway, welcome, and thank, thank you for, for finding your way to this remote place out in Tomball, Texas. Okay. Um, you have known each other for 11 years, is that correct? Yes. You're married for how many years? Nine years. Nine years? Okay. Right. Um, many things have happened. Many, many um, opportunities have passed. Uh, there's been a lot of water over the dam. Um, there's been hills and valleys uh, that you have gone through. Um, you know, s- someone said to me a long time ago, and I don't know who it was, um, we would like to cling to the peaks of life because we can see more there. But it's in the valleys that we grow because that's where the rich soil is. And, and I think that in the valleys, oftentimes we think of, oh, the tragedy, poor me. But really, in essence, there's a lot of growth that happens there. Tanya, something happened in 2020 that put a, um, a different hue on life. What was that? When my daughter passed away. Yes. And um, so that never goes away. No, it's my oldest daughter. Yeah, your oldest daughter. You still have one daughter left, okay? And uh, the beauty of the fact that she has given birth to a child to replace uh, that daughter, which is really kind of a neat, blessed thing, isn't it? Yes. Um, How is it that um, you can be thankful now, like even in times of difficulty? The Lord has pulled me through. I'm just having faith in Him. I mean, He's... I did my daily devotion every morning, and then just having my daughter and my husband and my friends and Royce. And you got the promise of the word, I will never leave you or Nor forsake, forsake you. you. Okay, give me a good message, Mifflin, about Thanksgiving. You've been mulling this over in your mind for a while. I think that when we are thankful, we have a better life. I think that when we look 
at the circumstances in our daily life and we think and realize that God is the source of all good things, that um, that we're blessed and, and to be able to acknowledge that God is that provider. And even in times of, of chaos and times of, of bad things, that we can still be thankful to God for helping us through those times. Um, talking about the valley with, you know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, um, I shall fear no evil for the Lord is with me. And, and to know that the Lord is with us, even in those times, is a great comfort. Life can cast some pretty ugly shadows, can it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You've already experienced that in your life. And that, and probably before the, Jesus takes us home, we'll walk through those another valley somewhere, you know. And all we know is that um, I will never leave you or forsake you. That's, that's kind of a promise and a guarantee. You've had a interesting life, Mifflin. Uh, you began in ministry some years ago. Tell us about that a little bit. Oh, sure. I was an Episcopal priest uh, for 17 years, and um, that was uh, served over several churches during my career. In that way, I was I was a school chaplain in that that time. Um, I got a lot of different um, roles to play when I was was there. Um, it was a time, uh, it was a real blessing that I was able to do that and have that experience. Um, things did kind of go south though. The, the Episcopal church had a lot of turmoil and I was having difficulties with some of the theological trends, uh, and teachings that they were espousing. And, um, eventually the pressure was such that I just felt like I needed to, you had to make a decision. I had to make a decision. Was that hard to do? It was, but but to tell you the truth, it was a rather sudden decision. I mean, it was building, but there just came a point, and it, I'll never forget, my last Sunday in the ministry was September the 11th, 2011. It was the 10th anniversary of 9-11, and um, that evening, I'd kind of reached a point where um, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. It was, uh, it was just getting to be um, too difficult. Um, dealing with the church hierarchy and dealing with um, all the conflict. And I'd probably been burned out, you know, in that process, but I just kind of got to the point where I can't go any further. Even though that's, that morning was a good morning. I, I remember I, I thought, thought my sermon was decent and, uh, you know, came out of that service actually feeling pretty good, but just the weight of everything building just kind of reached that reach that tipping point. But when you walked away, did the weight go away? Um, there was a relief in certain ways, but there was also a lot of fear and trepidation. Um, I had to figure out my identity. I, uh, When I was a priest, they kind of hammer it into you. You're a priest in the order of, like in the order of Melchizedek. I mean, they make this big deal about it. And um, so my whole identity was kind of around being this priest and I was called Father Dove and and um, I had to really uh, learn how to be Mifflin. How, who am I really? And um, it took a, a while to find What did you legs. find within you that you could use um, in the world in which you live that, that's not like you were doing as a priest? Well, I'm, I mean, my faith in God was always there. I mean, even as I took the steps that I did, I felt like I was being faithful 
to God and what I was doing. Um, I literally had to just say, I'm, I'm kind of taking a leap of faith and I'm trusting you, Lord, to catch me. And the Lord caught me. I mean, he, he kept me from destruction. I mean, he, um, I, I went through a very difficult journey, a difficult valley. I call it a season of my life where I had to figure out what to do, how to, how to move on. I had to, uh, to decide, um, you know, what, I mean, just everything, you know, and, and I lost everything financially. I, I even wound up having to file bankruptcy. Yeah. Um, that was a very difficult thing for me to do. Um, house was repossessed. Um, truck was repossessed. Um, I met this wonderful woman and, and she, uh, was a great source of, of strength, um, during that time. And well, her smile tells me that she's got a wonderful heart. She does. And, um, and can make anyone sad feel good. Absolutely. And, and I really do believe God brought us together and she had her challenges and I had mine. And uh, one thing, um, when it looked like I was going to need to file bankruptcy, I mean, she was actually, let's get married sooner, you know, so that, so that I could move in with her. And, you know, we begin our life. And, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, how many women would marry a guy <laughs> who's in the middle of filing bankruptcy? You know, I mean, she didn't love me for my money, that's for sure. And uh, truly, truly, uh, you know, just supportive and being what are the gifts that that god has given you that you could as you were in that valley you would say where where do i go with this now what 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 gifts you had that kind of blossomed forth that created where you are today well you know i i started out in accounting before i went to seminary and i felt a call to ministry and and uh, left that i was going to be a c you know before i went to seminary i thought i was going to be a cpa and be part of a practice or or a partnership or something and and do that the rest of my life and and um, I felt a strong call to ministry and then when I left you know at times I'd question well Lord what was all that about I mean you know here I am going looking to go back to accounting I couldn't find a job because no one wanted to hire a guy who hadn't been doing accounting for 20 years you know and and uh, so eventually and prayerfully I realized that I needed to instead of finding a job I needed to create my own job and so that's exactly what I did. I started my own business and my own practice, and God has blessed it abundantly. And you are gifted with numbers. And I am. I, you know, I never thought I was very strong with math, but um, I discovered if you put dollar signs in front of the numbers, <laughs> it made better sense. And uh, so the math got got there. And and I really, when I was in college, it just seemed like I had a real natural um, understanding of of double entry accounting and and all the intricacies and such. Tanya, were those difficult moments for you at the beginning too, when you saw that happening to him, and and then moving forward with him? Uh, was there points of trepidation, and I wonder if I'm doing the right thing, and is this is this a positive thing? It was a positive thing. Um, you know, when I filed divorce from my first husband, I had to file for bankruptcy. I had to go through those same steps. Raising two girls. So you knew what he was going through. I knew through exactly because, what he was going through. Because you were through. there. Yes. I had to let go of my car. I had to let go of my house. I had to move into a rental. Yes, I did all of that. And so then when the Lord brought us together, then it was like... But how wonderfully God has blessed both of you in a, as a result of yes. of the journey that you've had together. And, and 
And I see Mifflin often. I'm not there every day, but I see him often at 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 the church and know that that uh, just from the conversation of the many blessings that you have received, not just singly, but together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just really want to say how wonderful it is that you have seen life through not rose-clouded glasses, but the reality of sin and grace in the world in which we live, Mm -hmm. and have seen how important it is to cling to the truth that you heard and knew as as a priest well before you this this day happened. Tell me, tell me about the emotional, um, positive side of what has happened to you, and where the Lord is leading you. You know, one of the things that um, I look back on my experience. I mean, literally losing everything, not having a job, not having a at a t- at the time feeling like a purpose. Um, I would when we got married. I I was still not employed for a while, and and I would go out. I'd ride my bike on a trail and go out to a park, spend time in prayer. Um, did that almost daily, and um, just praying, Lord, what what would you have me do? What what do you have for me in it? And and I I got a good uh, um, bit of grace out of that because over time I just felt with my conversations with the Lord. I knew that he was going. He had something for me, that that it wasn't just I was out in the wilderness, if you will. I was in a way, but that there was a path for me to follow, and um, and I look back on that whole experience and to be thankful. I'm actually thankful that I went through it. Um, and I I think people need to hear that because there's someone that will be listening to this broadcast somewhere, and they're at the they're kind of at the end of their rope. Mm-hmm. They need to see the hope that that blossomed forth from your life as a result of who Jesus was in your life. Oh, absolutely. You know, when I lost everything, it was a gift now that I look back on it because so many people have anxiety about losing things, their possessions, losing their jobs, losing things in life that that they hold value. And I've lost all that, but... God provided, and I got to see that. It's almost, you know, I think of the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, you know, where Clarence the Angel gives you, gives you an alternative uh, existence and what the world was like, you know, without George Bailey. Well, I got to find out what the life was like, losing everything and being able to gain it back um, through God's grace. And so that was a great gift. And I, I look back on that now, and I don't have the anxiety I used to have because I know now, I've, and I trust the Lord, if I lost everything again tomorrow, we just pick up and start moving again. God will pick, you know, God will help. And You think of, you know, when you talk about that, I think of Job. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't Job's fault. Satan said, uh, you build the fence around this buddy of yours. If you take the fence away, let me add him, uh, he'll curse you. And Lord said, "No, He won't." And mm-hmm. I and I and I think that that's kind of, in a sense, what you feel and what you sense and what you say as well. Well, thank you. Yeah, it, it just God's grace just brings joy, and um, you know the the fact that that I could be thankful, I, and I was thankful even in the midst of that period. I was thankful that I had Tanya. You know, before I met Tanya. 
I was praying. I knew I'd be married again someday, and I, I prayed, Lord, help me to find a woman who loves God, who will love God more than me. And Tanya loves God more than me, and that's great because I've learned that if you find somebody who loves God more than you, you're going to get a lot of love out of that, and um, it's a blessing. I'm going to pause for a second, then I'm going to ask you about your grandbaby. All right. <laughs> This program is called Engaging Truth, and um, we do this every Sunday night. We post two particular programs, and these programs are podcasted on elmhouston.org. And the reason we can do this is because we have generous people who are benefactors who help us along the way and have every day and every week for 12 years helped us to get these programs not only here, but across the nation as they are streamed everywhere. I would like to ask you in the listening audience just to put down somewhere in writing the name elmhouston.org. That's our website. On the website, it gives you all kinds of instructions as to what you can do. But number one, you can pray for all those people who help us especially the volunteers of, in this organization. No one receives, who are employed with us, a paycheck for what they do. They do it voluntarily, especially we who are in the, in the gifted area of, of interviewing people. But anyway, in the listening audience, I thank you, but you can also respond with dollars and cents to ELM PO Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77710. And I thank you that you will be willing to assist us as we assist others. Okay, Tanya, we're going to get back to you and the grandchild. How old is your new grandbaby? Almost 18 months. Uh, Into everything? Pretty much, yes. (laughs) (laughs) How do you you know that that grandbaby loves you? Oh, he just lights up when he sees me, reaches out for me. If I have to leave or go downstairs, he's crying. He doesn't want me to leave. Saying a few words already? Yeah, he says mama and Paw Patrol and hot hot and (laughs) hi. But he hasn't created a name for me yet. So Well, what a blessing that the Lord God let that little come into the world yes, during the, the year of your most difficult yes. time in losing your daughter. I just give thanks. Isn't it neat that God knows everything and he provides yes. according to his gracious goodwill? Yes. I love that passage in Philippians 4 that says, my God will provide for all of my needs according to the richness of his grace. Yes. Hey, wonderful. Tell me about what life looks like around the corner. Now, we can't predict the future, uh, but we're living in some tough economic times. We're living in some tough spiritual times. What does it look like around the corner for you and for us? That's a difficult question to answer, Um, not knowing the future. I mean, looking at what's going around the country, um, all the division, all the, I mean, lots of hate. Um, it's, it's an unprecedented hate. Yes. I'm, you know, I'm 55 years old and I don't think I've ever seen things like this, you know, and, um, you know, we're facing inflation now and, and they talk about maybe empty shelves at the grocery stores and, and, and all kinds of things like that. And, and, um, it's, it's caused us to kind of be 
preparing for that potential situation. You know, we, but uh, we too just trust that God will see us through whatever the future holds. I mean, He's created and He has said He will provide. Mm-hmm. And um, he gave to Adam and Eve, he said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. You take care of it. Um, I'll take care of the creation. You just take care of where you stand and where you, where you work. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that, that, that you see in the mathematical world that gives you kind of an angst uh, about the future? Um, certainly inflation, seeing, seeing that people will – inflation is a terrible – terrible tax on the people it especially affects people of lower income i mean when your gra- gas and groceries go up i mean wealthier people they can they can deal with that but you know when you have people who um they they don't have a whole lot beyond that i mean they don't they live paycheck to paycheck and then to see their paycheck getting getting them less it, it's it's a great concern i think we're going to see a lot of need in the community coming up um in the next few months maybe and, um, you know, that, so I'm, I've been praying, you know, for, you know, how to respond to that, how to, how to be a positive presence, how to trust in that. Uh, you know, I do believe God will uh, see us through. We've, we've had inflation in our country before real bad. I remember as a kid, I mean, Jimmy Carter during those days, the inflation was absolutely crazy. You know, my parents would tell me about that. And, um, but um, the, uh you know, the also too, just just wanting to see the end of this COVID situation. You know, seeing that go away would be uh, really nice. I mean, we we see the lot of division over that. I mean, over vaccinations, over having to follow government mandates and things like that. But isn't it wonderful that still packed in the back of our mind and heart is the promise that. Uh, I'm in control. The Lord is still on his throne. He hasn't left anything. Uh, all this is not a surprise to him. Right. It, uh, it's, it's because of our frailty and our weakness that a lot of this is being let to happen. But God is gracious to give us that opportunity to praise and thank him. One final thought on Thanksgiving. Uh, in the midst of all of this, why should we still continue to be thankful? We can continue to be thankful because we have God and we have his son, Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you, if, if I mean, I, I, I sometimes think about the fact, what if there was no God? What if there was no Jesus? That would be the absolute, I mean, it'd be nothingness. I mean, it would be the end. I mean, God, the very fact that God loves us and he created us and gave us life and, and gave us his son and gives us grace. Um, we can't we can't lose with that in the eternal perspective, even as difficult as life could get day to day. We have been given grace upon grace, and so we're very thankful that God has given us uh, the opportunity not only to exist and to live and to breathe and to walk and talk, but to share the message of Christ. Would you close us, Mifflin, with a prayer, a Thanksgiving prayer for today? Sure, and I'm going to use it out of the Book of Common Prayer, yes. out of the Anglican Book of Common Prayer. Accept, O Lord, our thanks and praise for all that you have done for us. We thank you for the splendor of the whole creation, for the beauty of this world, for the wonder of life, and for the mystery of love. We thank you for the blessing of family and friends, and for the loving care which surrounds us on every side. We thank you for setting us at tasks which demand our best efforts, 
and for leading us to accomplishments which satisfy and delight us. We thank you also for those disappointments and failures that lead us to acknowledge our dependence on you alone. Above all, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, for the truth of his word and the example of his life, for his steadfast obedience by which he overcame temptation, for his dying through which he overcame death, and for his rising to life again in which we are raised to life, to the life of your kingdom. Grant us the gift of your Spirit that we may know him and make him known, and through him at all times and in all places may give thanks to you in all things. Thank you for being our guest this evening. Come back again next Sunday night. Good night. Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries, Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410, or visit our website at elmhouston.org, or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.